Welcome to Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. Every man and woman has one. What's yours? And now your hostess, Miss Jocelyn Stone. Everybody, welcome back to another edition of Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone and my lovely little pixie, my other half, my, uh, yeah, I would tip over if I didn't have her holding me up all the time, is Rebecca Love, and she is not here right now. You know what? Sometimes it happens. We always try to have that, that connection where we feed off of each other and who knows I may end up doing a second half to this I'll have her listen to it and see if she's got feedback and notes and have her drill me you know you never know but um some stuff that I've just been compiling and you know I do uh randomness where sometimes we just pull a topic from the hat that's how topics from the hat was born was me having so many topics, but not wanting to drone on and on and just beat one topic to death unless it could withstand that. So I have a couple of things. Um, a topic that came up is like normalizing fetish. And then I took that a little bit further and started thinking about what are the things in our day to day that we see so much, tolerate, and it just becomes the norm. You have choices of the way you want to be spoken to, how you speak to people, all the way down to texting. I mean, you've got your WTF and your OMG and your LOL, but you know, when somebody says ATM, yeah, uh, it is not at the moment. It is not automated teller machine. It is ass to mouth. That is what it means to me. But do you see there's one, two, three things. So buy a, buy a vowel, buy a consonant and spell a fucking word because just ATM alone is three different things depending on the person that you're speaking to depends on how they they take it they perceive it they understand it uh they translate it um decipher it decode it 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 just what's the norm so I had a niece way back when when texting was really getting intense and in the beginning, before texting was the choice, and she told me, Auntie, if you ever start doing acronyms, I will block you. She goes, it's setting us up for being lazy. And I thought, my God, a child telling an adult that, holy crap, this is a smart freaking kid. And I'm going to listen to her. I am. And um, I have really kept that in my mind. I'll do the basics, the LOL, OMG, WTF, stuff like that. But 
It's what's the norm. So when someone speaks to me and they say, oh my God, I want to talk to you. Um, I've seen your movies. I've heard your podcast, so on and so forth, depending on whatever they've seen or heard. They could just follow me on Instagram and like the pictures and not read a damn word I say. And that happens a lot, by the way. But it's all in how I allow people to speak to me. So normalizing things you can choose how someone speaks to you. And I require punctuation. I require um, a spelling out words. And um, there you go. It's, it's simple. And that's the way you speak to me. Of course, I have to take a moment and tell somebody, look, this is the way you need to talk to me. Don't talk to me in acronyms. I'm an adult and I know how to spell words. I mean, shit, I just found out the other day that they don't even teach cursive writing in school anymore. I swear I almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That is, I mean, you can choose it in a font. It's called script, motherfucker. Look it up. But when it comes down to it, they're not teaching people how to write in cursive anymore. And um, and there's people that don't know how to read it. I saw a reference to that on TikTok. Somebody said that they had an employee that could not read the boss's notes because he wrote in cursive. And I have a friend who's still in college and said, thank God I know how to um, read and write cursive because it was taught at home and expected at home. So I guess like learning a second language, is it really that difficult? I don't know. But setting ourselves, those are just some of the the basics, but setting ourselves up for normalizing things. Um Everybody's like, um, how do I want to put this? The the drama, knee-jerk reactions. Um, there's so many things, you know, don't bully and things like that. But also, don't be so delicate that you're not going to be able to handle life. You know, I I had somebody say that I was blunt and rude and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, well, I didn't use a tone. I said, I'm going to be very blunt and this might hurt your feelings, but I'm not going to beat around the bush. This is what I'm saying. Now I'm done communicating on my end. Go ahead and retaliate, explain, get angry, do whatever you're going to do. And this little princess couldn't do that, went around the block, told so-and-so who told so-and-so who called me going, ah, "Ah, that person was upset that you were so mean. And I'm like, seriously? Wow. I even said, look, that maybe I should have her next time. If there's a next time that I deal with her, maybe I should tell her, look up the word blunt because bitch, you're going to say that I was mean. Oh, girl, I can be mean. I know the definition between blunt and fucking mean. And I can bring it if that's how you're going to do it. Yeah, you're going to come back around and be a little delicate flower that can't handle somebody going, hey, this is what's up. And this is how you need to deal with me. 
Now, I'm a strong enough individual, as we figured out through the podcast, and my family has known my entire life. Um, I'm blunt, direct, to the point, and I don't give a mick fuck if you like it or not. So if you don't like it, say you don't like it. You don't want to be friends with me. You don't want to know me. You don't want to be my sibling because that's happened. Um, You don't want to be my cousin because that's happened. Um, You don't want to be a part of my family like X yourself out of my family tree. I just don't deal with any crap. So even with a fan base and how people want to talk and want to approach And I do the same stuff with my family. You'll speak to me in this manner because I just, I have so much going on at my job. My job is Jocelyn Stone. And with that, um, it takes up a lot of time and I don't have enough extra time for bullshit. So this is how I've decided that I'm going to deal with it. I also learned a lot of this in um, the workplace, in corporate. Stone, get to the fucking point. Because I would come in and go, well, you know, I did this and I tried that and then I did this and then I thought of this, so I did it that way. And they're like, Stone, what the fuck is your problem? Get to the point. Because I worked in a very high stress um, environment. We had a lot of deadlines. So this isn't just me saying this is what I learned and I decided, you know, this is how I'm going to be. But um, I learned it in corporate and they kind of solidified a lot of that in, in me. They instilled it in me and it became the practice. So um, some of the things that uh, kind of came up, I started jotting stuff down, how people would approach me. And I just thought it was so fucking funny that it's like, oh, this is, this is the new norm. This is the new normal. This is what I'm supposed to accept. Well, anybody that's got a grandma or that aunt, that's that great aunt, and she's no bullshit, boy, you will talk to me with respect or I'll beat your ass. It, you learn this stuff and there's a certain way of cert- talking to certain people, but it also teaches you how you want to be spoken to. So here's a, here's a few things. I titled it Tacky Word Choices. <laughs> and some of them are actually phrases. Actually, most of them are phrases that they're, they're word choices um, linked together, turned into an attempt at a sentence. And one of them that I get a lot is, I would hit that. <laughs> okay, let's, no punctuation, just I would hit that. I would hit that. No inflection at all. Um, dude, if you hit me, I will fucking hit you back. <laughs> Okay, let's go with slang. You're speaking of sticking your penis in one of my orifices. I'm sorry, at what point did I invite you? (laughs) Yeah, how am I supposed to take that? I didn't invite you. Therefore, this, this is closed off to you. 
and um, just act as though I'm in chastity and I don't do that. So you won't be hitting that. Um, another one is I want to pound your pussy. Okay, this is definitely a millennial thing. And um, sweetie, if pounding a pussy, what are you going to do? Like punch it? I I don't know. Oh, oh okay. So you're going to pound it with your penis or your fist? Exactly where does this pounding come into effect? Is that how you think it works? I've even made jokes about um, guys that have found the clitoris. Yay! Celebrate those that have found the clitoris. Yay! But it is not a fucking doorbell. Quit poking at it. Quit jabbing it. Quit ding, 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 ding. I will kick you in your forehead. Whether you're doing it with your hand or your mouth, your tongue, I will kick you in your forehead. I'm a chunky girl, but I am bendy and I will kick you in your forehead. It's not a fucking doorbell. Do not treat it like that. <sighs> okay, then we've got, <laughs> I'd bend you over. Oh, over what exactly? Am I going to be like a little A-frame? Do you have issues with eye contact? Do you not want anybody to know that you have a tingle in your special place? So you need everybody to turn around and not look at you? I'm just, these thoughts, they go through my head. And that one amused me. I'd bend you over again. Um, I, You weren't invited to put your hands on me. So this could go horribly wrong and I may bend all the way over and then turn and plop my ass on the ground and take you out from the ankles. I know I'm only 5'3". I know I'm not super strong, but I'll tell you what, you go at somebody's fucking ankles and get them off kilter and you can get them on the ground really, really quick. So um, I'm just saying, bending me over, saying you'd bend me over... It might not go well. You might want to check in and communicate just a little bit before you do something like that. Um, let's see. Do you like young guys? And then it's also merged with what's the youngest guy you've ever been with? Okay. I'm assuming sex. Let's go with sex um, is what you're referencing. Because some of these are really random emails that just come through to my to my email. And I'm like, mm, do I like young guys for what? To mow my lawn? To clean my fucking toilet with their toothbrush? To do my laundry while they tell jokes and jump on one leg? Yeah, I like young guys for that. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So, but if you're not specific and you don't, get to the point, you actually think I'm a mind reader, <coughs> this might go wrong for you. So um, that's something that's becoming the norm is, do you like young guys? Um, do you want to elaborate a little bit? <laughs> just a little bit. I'm just saying, just a tiny, tiny bit. Um, and then a What's the youngest guy I've ever been with? Well, um, are you a cop on the other end? Are you? Of course he was 18 and so was I. 
18, 18, 18, legal fucking age, 18, if we're talking about sex. So do I hang out with younger guys? Have I been approached by, by people that are younger than me? Yes. Have I had conversation with people, if, uh, with humans that are of the male persuasion? <laughs> yes. And some of them are younger than 18 and they're good humans. And um, they're, for the most part, they're well-spoken because I tolerate nothing less. So now the next thing is, is when I address these things, and I want everybody to know my, this is where my brain is coming from. Um, I go through 15 different things. Somebody makes a comment and I want to do a knee-jerk reaction, but you don't know how my brain works. So using words, putting them together with punctuation and, and forming a sentence, and then going into creating an actual paragraph, hell, I, you, you just want to block it all together, just use punctuation so I know where one thought stops and the other begins. You don't even have to do a paragraph. When I say that, like, come on, communicate a little better with me. And it, on every iPhone, Android, it, it gives you grammar and punctuation as well as spelling corrections. So not seeing the problem. Somebody will say, oh, my bad. What am I supposed to do with that? My bad. I really don't know. I don't know what to do with that. It's like, what does that, are you saying you're stupid? I, I don't know. I don't know. Or somebody says, oh, I apologize. Okay. An apology is, um, there's, oh, did you hear that sound? There's a storm happening outside and the thunder and lightning is happening right now. And it's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not sure if my microphone picked it up or not, but, um, if somebody says, I apologize, then they're not sorry. That's just a word. So if you're going to say, I'm sorry, dot, 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 what are you sorry for? So things that I've noticed with um, the communication and um, what's the norm, and I even see it on um on TikTok, on social media and all this stuff. Everything goes so fast. But don't forget that when you start altering your normal, you start accepting drama, you stop communicating with full words and punctuation, it is lowering your standards. And I decided to keep my standards up. And one of the reasons why I decided to do that, and I may be a bitch, cutthroat, blunt, mean, direct, a horrible human being, whatever the fuck you think I am, that's fine. Because you know what? I don't have to deal with you and you don't have to deal with me. It's the fact that I want to. I want to interact with my fans. I want to hear scenarios. I want to communicate with people and I've, I've done 
many shows on how to choose a dom. What's the difference between a, a bully and a pro or a brat? So those all come from, and I give credit to those people that do communicate with full words. I give them the props for that. I never take that. They made me think. They made me stop in my tracks and want to communicate. I want that to be my norm, my normal. I want to be able to open social media and respond back. I type fucking fast, people. I do. I answer all of my emails immediately, unless traveling. (laughs) Then I try to. Um, but then I usually explain if it's over 24 hours, I usually explain. So I want my normal Jocelyn Stone's normal sick addictions, normal adult film star network, normal. I want that normal to be communicating with people that want to communicate with me, with us. So raise your bar to meet mine. Because my normal is going to stay the same. And if somebody's going to be a delicate flower, then you know what? Move along because I'm not here to coddle your feelings. I'm going to communicate with you, but I'm not going to coddle you. I just, I don't have kids for a reason because I play a mommy. I can be very nurturing, but I will whoop your fucking ass as well. So there you go. And that's, you know, what are we going to accept? What are we going to accept as our normal? And yeah, there you go. So with a lot of that, Rebecca Love and I have my other half, um, we have been doing the um, Topics from the Hat uh, live comedy show. The live one in Las Vegas at Jackpots. And um, we advertise it all over Helen Back. So one of the things that I enjoy so much about this show is it is politically incorrect. It is us jumping in, somebody saying a phrase, asking a question, um, requesting us to talk on a certain topic. We get to the point and move on, get to the point and move on. And it is so much freaking fun because we let everybody know we're blunt, direct, and to the point. If you get your fucking feelings hurt, leave. Because this is going to be some fun, funny shit. And it is who we are. So this is how her and I talk to each other. And it's all knee-jerk reactions. It's like, oh my God, bitch, did you really just say that? And you know what? It's our show and that's what we get to do. And so far, the audiences have been so amazing And the oohs and the ahs and the, oh my God, I don't believe you just told that story have been so incredible that 
I can't wait to do it again. Now, remember, Rebecca does stand-up comedy. She's done all the writing classes. She's done every single thing that you're supposed to do to create a show like this. So I give credit where credit's due, just like somebody contacting me and saying, hey, I want um, I want to talk to you about this topic. What do you think? And they use real words and communicate with me like an adult. Um, she learned all the ins and outs, the propers and everything, put this together. And I'm like, look, if you're going to put out that kind of effort, I'm here. Tell me what to do. And when it comes to being on stage, the on stage is so incredible because I don't try to take credit for anything. I give credit where credit's due. She did all of the research she did everything she was supposed to do in order to put a show together. She put out that effort. She reached out as an entrepreneur and um, found a place to set it up. And now we have the backing of the bar owners. We have the backing of the bartenders. We have the backing of everybody. And it's beautiful because she used full words, said what she wanted, got to the point, and was standing there ready to be turned down. And that's what life is all about. That's what our normal is all about. Because we treat others with respect, then it turns into some sort of topic some sort of relationship, some sort of friendship where somebody shows up to topics from the hat and um, they go, I've been listening to you guys talk about it and I'm here. Or they show up to karaoke triple X and go, I'm Joe Blow one, two, three. Um, I've been emailing you and oh my God. And they get a hug. You know, that's our normal. And Rebecca Love and I have decided that, well, from what I see from her, she does the same thing that I do. She's much nicer and takes a lot more um, crap than I do. <laughs> but we all know that. She's the pixie. She's the nice one. But when it comes down to it, she won't be a doormat. She won't be treated like shit. And that's our normal. And we want to be able to communicate with our fans. We want to spend time with our fans. We want to respect their time as much as they respect ours. So, and with a lot of the a lot of the stigmas that hang over the adult industry. And there's so much of it right now. I've done a couple of topics on YouTube lately on all you have to do is look up on YouTube Jocelyn Stone I have my own channel and it's just random rants you know and the stigma that hangs over us for all kinds of things and it's like oh my god we are not stupid but because we're in the adult industry we are considered sex workers and we're dirty nasty icky so we have to be ready for people to treat us like that. But when they don't, we want to give respect. So we do. 
And if somebody approaches like a, you know, a rabid dog, you're going to be taken down like one. So it's just choose your normal. And I talk to my friends from corporate. I'm still friends with a lot of them. Um, I don't mix my job, Jocelyn Stone, with my normal life. I know when to shut it off and be, you know, the little, the, mm, I'm still direct and to the point, but um, I know when to shut off the saying fuck every other word, even though that is my favorite word. I swear to God, it really is. But um, I tone it down around family. (laughs) I don't turn it off. I just tone it down a little bit because there's a time and place. But... You know, we have this stigma that we have to carry around um, like luggage. And um, so we have to create our own normal because we've already set ourselves up for a little bit of off kilter. So, yeah, this is just me being silly and and uh, throwing out my two cents here and there. And I hope this made sense. I really do. So another little tidbit that came up is, um, you know, thinking about your words and what you're going to um, ask us and use full blown sentences. Um, I've had, we have a lot of people, I know her and I both do. How do I become a, a, a porn actor or a director? This is what I want to do. Well, the first thing we do, because Rebecca and I put so much effort into doing the podcast and teaching people things and letting you know the stigma that you're going to be carrying around, um, I will forward people over to the podcast and let them know all the information is here and the communication between Rebecca and I, because we have come through it in two different ways. And have two different ways of thinking. Um, it it would benefit you for free to listen. At least try. And something that I've noticed is a lot of people are going, no, why don't you just tell me? Just tell me. Tell me how to do it. Okay. Um, you don't just decide one day that you're going to be um, a welder. And not go through all the classes and all this stuff. Just tell me how you got to this level so I don't have to jump through hoops. I don't have to learn anything. I just want to know all of it. Just tell me. Well, everybody is different. Everybody learns differently. So that's what a lot of these podcasts are. Is teaching you that you may want to do something in the industry just in a different way. You have to figure out who you are and how you're going to handle it. But half of the love and the experiences is going in and figuring it out, hearing other stories, not thinking that you're uh, the cat's meow, because you've been doing adult for two seconds. I had I had been in for about eight years and I had somebody tell me, because I was just sitting there, casual as can be, I was running camera that day, and I had somebody come up to me and say, well, I'm a porn star. I can do this, this, and this. And I'm like, whoa, okay, you're a porn star. How many movies have you done? 
And just, I mean, if she's a porn star and she's throwing it out there, I can ask, right? She had done two movies and none of them were done editing yet. So nobody even knew who she was. She wasn't on a website. She wasn't on a DVD. She's not on a box cover. Nobody knows who she is. She's just fucked two people on camera. And there was possibly a crew there. I don't know who she shot for. And I literally went, I cannot be around you. I have to go. And I have to go because somebody that's that closed off does not care who is sitting next to them, does not care to know what this other, I mean, had she said, you know, yeah, are you in the industry? I could have opened up a whole plethora of information for her, things that would come across her, her path, you know, um, where you know, be careful of this, pay attention to that, always be safe so on and so forth. And um, I've watched her. I've watched her career. And it's been very interesting watching her ups and downs and everything. And I always go back to that one moment where had she just been a good human, then I would have been more than willing to give her all of my knowledge for free in just a conversation. And that is what we do on the podcast is we give our knowledge away for free. Our sponsors are the ones that pay for it. Our fan club wants to be able to meet us and that's why they go on to Patreon. They get a shit ton of perks too. I mean, God, they just got to see all the behind the scenes for um, the premiere and and everything that we did. So um, that we just did in LA. So... Don't forget to be respectful and you never know who's sitting next to you. You never know. You really don't. And um, what's your normal? You know, I want to hear what what's your normal? What are some of those things that are going through your head right now since I just pulled all of these things to the surface? What are some of those things where you're you're deciding, you know what? I'm not going to tolerate this behavior anymore. I expect to be treated this way, you know, and there you go. We create our own normal. It also shows you um, the cream rises to the top. People that are willing to communicate and use full words with um, punctuation and yeah, they're Those are the people that I want to know. Those are the people that um, don't take shortcuts. They take the long road and they learn and they trip and they fall and they scratch their knee and they get back up and they do some more. And they learned from that fall. And Rebecca and I have fallen a lot each and together. And you know what? It is what it is. And you learn from it and you move on. So I want to hear what, what's your normal? What have you been excusing? And um, what do you no longer want to excuse? So, yeah. And that is the way that it all comes together sometimes on the Adult Film Star Network. 
where the sex goes straight to your head. You choose which one. Please, please, Mr. Marvin, have a seat on the couch. Um, okay. This is my first therapy session, Dr. Thumperface. Please relax. Now, tell me about your mother. That's sort of personal, don't you think? Okay, well, uh, well, word association. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yellow. Goldfish. Sexy. Goldfish. Nine-person anal gangbang. Uh, goldfish. Ah, Mr. Marvin, why are you here? Well, the truth is, Doc, I'm into some stuff, and I don't know if it's, well, normal. Oh, Mr. Marvin, there isn't anything such as normal when it comes to sex. In fact, here's a prescription. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone? New episodes every Tuesday. Listen to that at least once a week, and you will see that everybody has something that they are into. Okay, Doc, I'll give it a try. Well, our time is up. Seriously? I want to talk more about goldfish. Our time is up. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. New episodes every Tuesday on adultfilmstarnetwork.com. So, uh, Mr. Marvin, you can tell me. What is your special interest? Well, I'm into PB. PB? I, I must admit, I have not heard of that. Yeah. Peanut butter. Oh, Doc. I just love to... Next patient! <laughs>